right, I got a few questions. Uh, oh, gosh. All right. Uh, should well, I step out of the room? Excited. You guys are like the yin and the yang of sports talk. <laughs> you know I'm a basketball guy. I love basketball season. Everything Why? is amazing. I'm on the owner's radar. It's never good. Not fun. I'm a little surprised you agreed to do this knowing that Paulie's part of the show. He's bound to do something every show that just makes no sense at all. <laughs> Buddy, open look at a three. Got it. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Stephen Fonte, Pauly Sebelia with you on a Monday edition of Orange Nation. A lot to get to on the show today. Donna DeTota coming up at 1230. We'll talk some Cuse basketball with her. We've got Chuck Fiello, contributor from Inside the Loud House, joining us at 2 Adrian Autry coming your way at 2.30. We're hoping uh, to sneak in Thad Brown, sports director, WROC in Rochester, on his way back from Kansas City. Uh, if we can sneak him in between flights, we'll have him on at some point in the show. And then we'll mix in your phone calls at any time. 315-437-7644. Uh, two main topics to discuss on the show today. Uh, SU basketball goes down to defeat. At Duke on Saturday, a 20-point loss for the Orange. And as we find out today, they've uh, they've lost the services of Samir Torrance uh, for at least the foreseeable future. And then, of course, NFL playoffs. Um, it, it was the best weekend of the NFL playoffs ever, right? All four games decided on the last play of the game. And, uh, and Paul, you, you know, you, you're going to have some fun with me today, I'm sure. But um, just a, a gut wrenching loss uh for the bills and for bills mafia um in any event it uh you know i can appreciate the fact that it was i mean that was probably the best football game i've ever seen um unfortunately the the wrong team won for me how how are you my friend welcome back from durham i am uh, doing good heading to pittsburgh right after the show but i'm not going to be mean today steve i'm not going to be mean today that was a tough loss for the bills it but the but they hung in there, and it was a good game. What Syracuse had happened to them, I've never seen from a Syracuse team. I've never seen a Syracuse team. You know, I we bring up that DePaul game when Jerry was playing, yeah, was where, say, they, where careful, they got smoked. Yeah, be careful when you say never. Yeah, right. But, I, the DePaul game comes to mind for me, too. But I would take that, that Jerry team was, you know, that was just, all, I felt like a bad loss. They, there was a St. John's game in the Dome. But you look yep. back on that team with Andrew, like that team could, you know, they didn't make the tournament, but this team has been outmatched when it's played legitimate top 10 teams this year. And it's funny, I said this last week on the show, Steve, that the fun about being a Syracuse fan is you can go into anywhere at any time and win. And I think I think my thoughts on that this year are different now all of a sudden after what happened. I've never seen a team just get that whooped. You know, it it it, it you don't see a well, that'll get better next time they play, right? Yeah, right. That, and then I think that's the that's the one team, right? That's the one opponent that if it was going to happen this year, it's it's going to happen to to that team and it was a bad combination Saturday. They could not make a shot in the first half, you know, after they cut it to one, they went ice cold. And they didn't defend well. And at least in the past, you had teams that, all right, if it was an off-shooting night, you could find a way to, to dig down and, and get some stops and stay in the game. And 
they just couldn't do it. I mean, you know, Duke shot the ball awfully well from the outside. Um, and, and part of that, too, and, you know, Eric Devendorf and I talked about on the postgame show, just, uh, you know, half-hearted closeouts and, you know, guys getting open looks. And, and you know, Duke's not particularly a great three-point shooting team, but, you know, really good basketball players are going to make open shots more often than they miss. And Duke went seven for 15 from three in the first half, made 14 threes in the game, and Cuse just couldn't find the bottom of the basket. And um, for this team in particular, that's a bad combination. Because like I said, in some years, you know, at least your defense can keep you in it, keep it respectable, keep you within striking distance. But um, if this team doesn't score, and we said they're probably going to have to score 80 to win. And as it turns out, I mean, Duke got to 79. It, you know, um, they, they had to win this game by outscoring them. And, you know, offensively, they were awful. I, I don't. Uh, there's no other way around it. Right, and let me ask you something from your perspective. I was there. I watched it, and it didn't seem as if Syracuse was not getting the shots they wanted on offense. Yeah, it felt like yeah. they were getting they easier looks. looks than they normally do. Nothing was falling. Nothing was falling. They had a few spin out uh, in the first half. You know, they had that stretch where you know there were a couple in and outs. You know, Jimmy had one, Buddy had one, Joe had one spin out where you know got halfway down and came out, and things just snowballed from there. And you're right, um, they got open looks. You know, and they just they didn't. I mean, have you ever seen Buddy like that three pointer that he airballed in the second half? It looked like it was about two feet short. Like he, it barely drew the bottom of the net when it when it missed. Yeah, I could have done I just, that. He, I, I, I've never seen him that off. You know, he had the one in the second half where he was in the corner and and he was like all alone and had like five seconds to set his feet. And I mean, that's a layup for him, as we say in the open of the show, right? That's a layup. It, he, he just he just had a a brutal shooting day, um, and he picked a bad time to do it. Right. Um, you know, two for 15 from the field, one for 10 from three point range. Um, no one played well. I mean, Jesse did some good things uh, when he was out there. And, and I mean, Samir, I thought, played well. And, you know, we'll get to Samir here in a moment. Um, you know, Samir, 24 minutes, six assists, no turnovers, four points. He, I thought he played well, um, but he gets injured at the at the very end of the game. And, uh, you know, as Jim Beham just said on his uh, on the weekly ACC teleconference, uh, he's out. Uh, we don't know how long it's, it's for, uh, the foreseeable future though. He said he didn't expect him to play this week. And then he followed up later, was asked again about Samir and said, uh, he's going to be out for a little while. Um, so take that, you know, who, who knows what, what that exactly means. And, and maybe they're still trying to figure it out, but that's a big loss. Not only is it a big loss, Paulie, because, you know, this team is, is thin at the guard position, you know, you got Buddy Joe and and who else now behind them with Samir hurt, but it also hurts because Samir was playing really well and Samir was was giving them a spark and you know providing something for them. Um, you know, off the bench and and he he was a, a difference maker on Saturday, even though obviously he couldn't make that big of a difference to keep them in the game. But that is a big loss for them that that he is unavailable for the for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and. You know, you said Buddy missing that badly. That it wasn't just Buddy that was that far. No, 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 it wasn't just Buddy. But like you expect Buddy when he has five seconds to line up his feet in the corner, like you expect him to make it, or you you certainly don't expect him to come up two feet short on a on a three pointer when he you know he had a right. It's, I, I'm not Joe blaming was this that, loss no, on I Buddy. I'm just, Joe was yeah. off that badly also, and I 
I don't know yeah. what it was. Right. I don't know if it was. But the, we've seen it from him, right? We've seen yeah. him inconsistent. Like I feel like Buddy, you you never see that from Buddy. Like you see Buddy miss shots, but you don't see Buddy like as off as he was. Like he was, he just was off. Yeah, and who knows what it was? I don't know. I I would hate to think that a Syracuse player was struggled on that stage. Like we've seen Buddy play in the NCAA tournament at a high level, right? You know, but I don't know what it was. It seemed Jimmy got open looks. His were more, you know, three quarters of the way down and out. You know, it just shows when this team can't score, they're not going to be in games at all, at all. Right, right. And we talked about that on Friday, you know, and and I I know you were on the road, but, you know, we we discussed that, that we felt like if Syracuse was going to have a chance, it was going to have to be a high-scoring game. Like, they they were going to have to... You know, kind of like the 2019 game when they scored in the 90s and won it in overtime. It was going to have to be something like that, where they're matching Duke shot for shot. And, you know, you could tell early on that it just wasn't going to be their day. They went on that little run when Samir first came in and they cut it to one. And then right after that, and I said this on the, the postgame show on Saturday, I felt like the the game changed. Not that they were going to win it, but when Jesse picked up his fourth foul, it was a six or fourth foul, second foul in the first half. It was a, a six point game with just under seven minutes to go. He comes out, and then by halftime, it's up to fourteen. Um, and then obviously, we saw what happened in the second half. You know, it, it was it, it wasn't even close from there. And I, again, not that you know, maybe they would have hung in the game longer if he doesn't pick up number two there uh, because he he played well when he was out on the court. Um, it's just unfortunate that he had to miss the last 6.56 of the first half with foul trouble, and then Duke went on that little run, and, and then it wasn't close the rest of the way. Syracuse had a chance to bring it. I think they were down three, and they had two wide-open shots. And you don't know if that's going to change the outcome of the game, but it sure as hell would have changed the momentum of the game at that point sure. also. Yeah. And also, I want to hit something else. You know, people have been griping that Syracuse hasn't had a good big man. That, that front court of Duke is as good as you're going to run into anywhere. And Jesse Edwards played right along with him. You know, Syracuse has yep. a has recruited a very good big man in Jesse Edwards. You know, can we stop that now? You know, and yeah. he wasn't ready last year. People he was why why not do this way? He they had Marek and he was out of shape last year and he was stuck right. at home with the COVID protocols and didn't get into late. He is a legitimate force, you know, offensively and defensively. And Syracuse has a big man for at least, hopefully, one more year that is uh, going to be, you know, at the top of the ACC. Yeah, no, no question about it. Um, he he has developed into a great big man, and and you get the feeling that he has the potential to get even better, right? Like he hasn't reached his ceiling right. yet, which is. Uh, which is kind of scary for opponents. And, you know, Jim Mayheim said on Thursday on our show that, you know, he thinks Jesse is as good or better than 90% of the, the centers in college basketball right now. And it's it's hard to argue with that because, again, the game has changed. How many great centers are there? Um, but he has the the potential to be a great center. And he's he's really good already. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it, 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 pointless to talk about last year, and, and I'm with you. You know that you and I are on the same page about last year. I mean, you had players saying, I mean, it wasn't even the coaching staff. It was, you know, players saying that, well, Jesse, you know, he's trying to work his way back into game shape, and he got over here late and so on and so forth. There's no doubt that it affected him. Um, but he put in the work in the offseason, and, and he's 
he's a beast this year. Um, and and he's and I do think that's kind of the next stage of his development. Paulie is is staying out of foul trouble and eliminating the silly fouls. And you know he didn't really have silly fouls on Saturday. Just he went up against you know a really good front court in Duke, and and he's going to commit fouls. I mean, when you're that big, you're going to commit some fouls. Um, so I, I think that is kind of his next step is to is to stay out of foul trouble. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking for positives from Saturday, he was the bright those spot. are the those are the only two. It was Jesse and Samir, and that's about it. And you know, unfortunately, one of those positives is is off the court now for the for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see what the rotation is going to be. You know, is is Joe going to play forty? He's got to play forty minutes right now, right? Yeah. So Jim Bayham did say on the teleconference that. Uh, Cole can play some some two, but in terms of you're saying the one Joe is, because he's the only ball handler, right? I mean, who are you going to have bring the ball up if Joe's not in the game? So I would assume that that will be the plan. Uh, that Joe's going to have to play forty. Um, you know, he Casey? did mention Patty Casey in, a, in an emergency type situation, but uh, yeah, I would I would expect that you're going to see you're going to see forty minutes from Joe until Samir comes back. Um, and you know if they if they need to like if Buddy needs a blow you can move Cole to the two I guess, um, but it's it's not an ideal situation. I mean they you know they were already thin at that position and and now you've got two scholarship players uh, in your backcourt and then Patty Casey in an emergency. Yeah, it's uh it's what we uh, discussed early on in this season, you know, and it's an uphill climb to get to you know even. Where you know to get where they want to be is uh, is the Mount Everest of uphill climbs, but you know if you want to keep that over five hundred season intact and everything, you're going to do it short, short a player now. You know, one yeah. le- this team I mean, can't afford that. to be one less weapon short. You know, yeah, and we said that at the beginning of the season. We said, what if, right? What if one of the guards goes down? Well, the what if has has happened. Um, no, it's not one of the starters, but again, Samir has really picked up his game. He's been playing well the last three games. Uh, and he, he's been a big piece to the puzzle of late and, um, and they're not going to have him uh, again for quote unquote, a little while, according to Jim Behan. 315-437-7644 is the number. If you'd like to check in, we're going to take our first time out down on Dakota coming your way at 1230. We're back after this on ESPN radio. Guaranteed. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. I will survive without you. This is Orange Nation. All right, Stephen Pauly back with you here on a Monday edition of Orange Nation. Again, two main topics on the show today. We're talking Q's basketball. We're talking NFL playoffs with you. 315-437-7644. Uh, fun weekend. This, were you singing this last night, Steve, to the Bills? Don't turn mm. it around. Mm. I was going to say fun weekend of NFL action. Um uh, Last night's outcome, not so fun for me. Um, how was your weekend in terms of uh, NFL viewing? I know you were on the road for some of it. Did you get to see? I mean, it was it was the greatest weekend of NFL playoffs ever. I mean, if we're right, I mean, yeah, crazy four games all decided on the last play. How much of it were you able to, to take in and watch? I, I took in a lot of it, Steve. I took in yesterday. Um, 
I, it was not a great weekend for me with my FanDuel app, though. But I'll make up for it next weekend, right? That's that's the attitude you got to have, like Syracuse, <laughs> like, like Syracuse does in basketball. You got to get on to that next game. The NFL playoffs are in full gear, and everyone can get into the action with risk-free bet on FanDuel Sportsbook. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. All customers get up to $10 back if you your same-game parlay doesn't win. I missed out on a parlay last night. I had a, a touchdown. The Chief, I took the Chiefs' money line. Kelsey Hill. Uh, who the heck did I? Running back for the Bills. I got Singletary. three. Yeah, I got I got three of the four. Not I had Knox scoring. I got three of the four legs, and they gave me my ten bucks back though. So uh, that's a good thing. Same game parlays let you combine bets from one matchup for a big payout. You know, so uh, I missed by one leg, but got my ten dollars back on the bet. Already have account. Just place your risk free same game parlay on any uh, conference round game to qualify. Right, we're. And uh, use the promo code ORANGE if you're in Syracuse and NATION if you are in Utica. We got new codes, ORANGE in Syracuse, NATION if you're in Utica. That's a lot easier to to remember and spell. So ORANGE if you're in Syracuse, NATION if you're in Utica. Uh, And um, using the promo code, those promo codes, you can turn a $5 bet into a $150 bet. So go to the... uh, FanDuel app and take advantage of those. I also had one other one last night, Steve. I had the over Chiefs money line in Byron Pringle with 45 plus yards receiving, and I missed on one leg of that also. So, not yeah. a not a good day for me. I I had I had two like that over the weekend as well. Uh, if Joe Burrow had thrown one touchdown pass, I would have won. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, if the Bucks had six first-half points instead of three, and you remember they missed a 48-yard field goal, uh, I would have won uh, that one as well. I came up one leg short on, on a couple of mine. But that's uh, that's why they're building casinos and not tearing them down, right, Paulie? Yes, that is correct. I didn't even know who Byron Pringle is until yeah, last You thought night. it was a good idea? To... Yeah, yeah. That, guy, <laughs> that sounds good to me. He's named after Chips. <laughs> Chips are what you win when you bet. Let's a go. Lot more of that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So there, yeah. there you go. I like Pringles. I'm gonna bet that I make the duck lips out of them, Steve. And I don't mean to brag or anything. And yeah. I just want you to. Okay. I want you to fall into a reality that you need to. And I've been trying to do this for you all year. Don't get happy about the Bills. Just go into every game thinking they're going to lose, and you'll be nothing but, you know. Happy if they win. So the Bills are the one team that I that I'm a I, I would consider myself a fan, right? I'm not allowed to be a fan of you know of of local teams and whatnot because of of what we do and we we stay unbiased. But um, the Bills are the the one team that I am truly a fan of. Yankees to a lesser extent. From a sports perspective, I know there's bigger things going on in the world, but from a sports perspective, Paulie, um, that was the worst I've felt last night. The, the only thing I can compare it to is when the Bills lost their first Super Bowl and the way that they lost it on the missed field goal. That was the way I felt last night. Uh, 
after the you know the 13 seconds that went awry and then and then as soon as they as soon as the chiefs got the ball to start overtime i told my son he, you know he said oh you know they could still and i said i just i don't got it i don't have a good feeling about this and you know what bills fans shut up about changing the rules stop someone on defense Thank well you. right and, and we and we could talk about that and I, I know we will at some point um i don't think changing the rules is a bad idea i don't blame the rule for why they lost last night i mean both defenses were gassed but you got to be better with those 13 seconds. Like that that should not happen. That cannot happen. The, per, that cannot the team happen. that wins the toss since 1974, Steve, has won 52% of the time. They don't need right. to change the rule. And, and hang on here. But, you know, our good friend Steve Nykum did bring up a good point. I was reading back through. I saw that on Twitter last night, and you guys were having that conversation. The game has changed since 1972. Like the offenses now, the quarterbacks that they have in this league – all I would say, and again, we can discuss Steve, this but. as the show moves along. Hang on, hang on. All I would say is that, you know, as it stands right now, you give the, you know, the the other team a chance to score if they kick a field goal. Why not just guarantee both one possession? Let you know, even if Kansas City scores, the Bills can go down and they can match them. And then it's up to the Bills. If they want to go for two in the win, knowing that their defense is gassed, they can. You know, end it right there. Or if they kick the extra point, now you're playing football from there on out. That's next, not next life. One win. That's not life. That's not how life works. The, the rules are fine. Um, you you go you say that, but you go back to 1972. You like the you, like the, you go back to 1974 when the rules were different. You didn't get a chance back then, and it it's still 52. percent You right, kicked a again, field goal. Is, you lost. Hang on. Well, what, what's better for the game? And I know we're up against the top of the hour here. We can continue this on the other side. But I ask you, Paulie, what is better for the game? What I think would be better in a game like that, where and especially this day and age when offenses are so good, quarterbacks are so good, I, I wanted to see another possession. I don't know about I mean, I'm a Bills fan, so obviously I wanted to see another possession. If you wanted possession, to see another possession, hold them on defense. Didn't you want, didn't you want to see another possession? Didn't you no, want to see? because I knew man, the rules. Can Allen do it again? Okay. I know the rules. I I'm not saying it cost him last night. Like you're right; those are the rules. I'm not complaining today about the rules. I, I know that I would love to see, you know, How long I would have loved go, to though? see that game extend. How long you do go? You go one oh, more you know possession, what? and then you play football. Then why even have time? Do it like college football. No. You think anybody would have complained about one more possession in that game? No, Maybe but two that's more not possession? how life works, and that's not how the rules are set up. What do you mean? Is that how life works? Well, like, what does that mean? There's they can rules, make the rules and you follow. They really want? Yeah, but that's you not. Like, the, they're not going to change the rules. Yeah, I you like, like the rules. The fact you, do you hang on? You you're not letting me ask my question. Do you like the fact that if the team kicks a field goal, that the other team gets the ball? Yeah, that's fine because you didn't score a touchdown. What's the difference? What's the difference? What's the why, difference? Why not? Why not? Just, so if they're allowed a possession if they kick a field goal, why not just give them a possession if they score a touchdown, and then we can end this. You know, people complaining about this. Ugh. I don't know. Ugh. Just. <laughs> That's not life. The, it it is, was written somewhere. No, it's written it's on just, the stone tablets. Like you that, don't, and, not that everybody the, gets the a chance. The game has to end on a touchdown. Everybody get a chance. That's not how life works. That's not the rules. And don't change the rules. Just stop someone on defense. How about not giving up a field goal with 13 seconds left on the clock? And you're not well, talking yeah. about the overtime. There's that. There's that. All right, let's take a timeout. We're up against the top of the hour. 315-437-7644. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. 
ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. All right, Stephen Pauly back with you here on a Monday edition of Orange Nation. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, apparently, we hung up on Dave a little bit too quickly. Uh, Pauly had a, a quick trigger finger. Uh, so, Dave in Syracuse back on with us. Sorry about that, Dave. We didn't mean to let go of you uh, too quickly. No, I did. Uh, but you had a basketball point you wanted to bring up? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Thanks for changing the overtime rules. I appreciate it, guys. Um, I did. I did want to hit. I did want to hit the SU basketball quick. And and with Samir being out now for quote unquote the unforeseeable the unforeseeable future, you would think, guys. With guy, we only play eight guys all together. You would think all the Benny Williams people would be happy because you would think he'd have to get some kind of time now. Um, I'm thinking and with nothing to play for except to get ready for that ACC tournament, which is our only hope, obviously, to make the tournament. We are not getting an at-large berth. You would think if there's any plans for this kid in the future at all, you would get him in there to, to get him as seasoned as you can to get him ready for next year. Your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, yes. I, I think that you know you, you want to see Benny play more. Um, I don't know if Samir being out will necessarily mean more time for Benny. It could mean less, um, right? <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it'll impact his playing time. And I, I know your point, Dave, is like you got to play some guys on the bench. But you also, like, Samir comes in for Joe a lot of the time. Um, or, you know, or one of the four, you know, if one of the forwards isn't playing well, like, you know. So I guess to, to that point, if Cole's having an off game or Jimmy's having an off game, we have seen Samir come in and then Joe move off ball. But, um, yeah, I think it would be nice to, to, to have Benny out there. You know, this goes back to, you know, what you say all the time, Paulie, which is, you know, we're not at practice and he's, he's got to earn the time as well. And I, I do think with Benny, like the Benny and Kadari topics are different in that, like Kadari did a lot last year to to earn time on the court. And I think, you know, Benny really hasn't this year. Like in games, you know, there's been flashes here and there. And like, you know, me like everybody else, like I want to see the kids succeed. I want him to play well. I want him to get more time. But when he's out there, like what has he done that screams he deserves more time? Now, Dave's point is, you know, looking ahead to the future. I I could get behind that. Like, yeah, you wanna you wanna play him, you wanna get him experience, you wanna get him better for next year. But also, again, that's the the goal right now is is the next game for the team, right? You know, I know the fans are looking at next year already, but the team isn't looking at next year. The team's looking at the here and now. So, um, it will be interesting to see, you know, what happens with Benny this second half of the year. You hope he starts to figure it out. You hope he takes steps forward, and and you hope he he earns some more time on the court because I think you know we all want to see him yeah. out there and and see what see what he could do. But he. You know, he hasn't really delivered yet, so it, it's hard to say that he deserves more time. I don't mean to rain on anybody's parade, and this is, he is trying, he's working. If you watch yeah. him in warm-ups, his shot is not there yet. Like, yeah, he's not there yet, you know? He needs to work on his shot, whether it's from, you know, the to think of him as shooting a three ever is not something you want, and he's his shot's just not there yet. Watching him warm up, you can see it. So, I don't know. And I don't think you just, no matter what the record is, you don't play for next year ever. That's surrendering if you're a coach, you know? 
Right. That's what I'm saying. That's not their that's not their focus. Their focus is in the here and now. Their focus is on Pittsburgh. And after that it'll be on Wake Forest and and you know, it's on the next one. It's on it's on getting better. But hopefully the two go together. Hopefully, you know, Benny starts to improve and do things in practice and do some things when he gets out on the court that that warrant some more time. And, you know, hopefully we we see him more moving forward as as part of the solution. Um, and not just he gets some time to develop uh, for next year. Let's take another time out here. 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. This is Orange Nation. Orange Nation, Pauly Sibilia, Alex Sims with you. You can check us out on Q Sports Talk. If you were there uh, during the commercial break at Q Sports Talk, you would have heard us breaking down milks, all the different types of milk, <laughs> almond milk, soy milk, cow milk, goat milk, what the best milks are. I don't know why we were discussing that because Alex was drinking a almond milk smoothie with peanut butter. People people chiming in with 2% milk. I'm, yeah, no, that's my go-to. If I have to drink cow milk, it's 2%. <laughs> if you have to drink, why, why is 2% like better than whole milk or... I mean, whole milk is just is just like dessert. It's like ice cream, you know. Two percent at least. You're you're getting your you know, you're getting milk, but you're, it's not as like you know sweet. <laughs> All right, uh, and we'll stop breaking down milks for now. Well, let's get Coach Adrian Autry on with us. He joins us every Monday. Brought to you by Apex Entertainment and the One Ten Grill. Coach. Uh, what what do you do after a game like you just had with Duke? Is it something that you guys go over tape, or is it one of those ones where you just it's done? Let's move on. I think you always got to you know review the tape and you know look at the things and try to get better from it. Obviously, pull some things some things that you can improve on and, and move forward. We got a quick turnaround as we head out today um, down to Pittsburgh, so you can't think about it too much. You know whether it was a you know, if it was a win, you would say, hey, enjoy the win that day and get ready for the next one. Whether it's a loss, you just forget about it and get ready for the next one. Adrian, what's the deal with Buddy? I know he's struggled. He's been struggling. He seemed to, like, get back into his groove, and then then what happens at Duke? He um, starts struggling again. What's his deal? Well, I think, you know, um, for the most part, that was probably – one of the games that he really struggled just because of himself, missing shots. He got some shots that he normally makes. Um, I think um, throughout the whole year, you know, obviously, statistically, he's being guarded a lot differently than he has before. Than he has before, so he's had to work differently. And I think he's always found a way to impact us uh, at some point in the game. The Duke game was the first game where you know he just couldn't find his mark. Adrian, I, I'm by no means a, a coach or going over tape at any point, but from being at the game, it looked like you guys were getting good looks against Duke and they just weren't falling. Is that a, Was that perception right, and was that the case? Yeah, um, yes. You know, after reviewing, reviewing and sitting down, we got good looks, shots um, that we normally make. You know, we had a chance to really make the game pretty competitive, on the first half, we got a couple of open looks where I thought we could have even took the lead if we'd have made two or three of those shots. And then, you know, maybe the game changed a little bit. But, you know, shots, we got good shots. We just didn't make them. Going off of that, Adrian, how do you coach something like that? I mean, when you're getting good looks and you're just not 
letting them fall. So how do how do you how do you move forward with that? I mean, you, you know, that's just part of it. You know, you know, um, as a as a player, at some point, as a coach, you know, you know, you're going to be facing games like this, and you just got to stay positive and keep taking the good shots. Or you know, uh, if you you get in there to get a chance to get an easy one and get to the foul line, those are things that you try to do, but you don't stop. You know, because you're getting those shots. Those are the same shots that help you win. Sometimes those shots don't don't fall. What do you as a coach do to to get the players to shake a loss like that off? Is, you know, you know, as much as you'd say shake it off, that's not easy to do. No, no, it's not. But the, the good thing about what, what happened right now is this quick turnaround. You know, so they they have no other choice but to to put it behind them and get ready for the next game because you don't want to lose the next game. So you know. You know, it's a little easier in this situation as opposed to if you had a week off, you know, where you're in the gym, you just kind of keep over, you know, you, you don't get a chance to get back on the court. Adrian, where is this team's confidence level at right now? I think it's good. I mean, again, like uh, this was the first game, you know, and, you, you know, you're always going to have a game like this at some point in the season um, where, you know, things just don't go your way. That's just the way basketball is and that that happens and it, that was our game you know and, you know well, we haven't had one of those games probably since the beginning of the year so um again the biggest thing is and i keep i probably sound like a broken record is that we get a chance to get back out there on the court on tuesday on tomorrow and 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 get that that loss or try to get that loss out of our out of our uh out of our way out of our mind all right, before we get on to the Pittsburgh game, let's ask you a quick question about, you know, the players on the bench are always the favorite players to the fan base. Maybe you can – he's part of your your position group. Maybe an update on Benny Williams. Well, Benny's good. I mean, again, uh, you know, he's he's working. You know, he has to uh, continue to work, um, you know, uh, continue to improve. He has a good work ethic. He has a good mind, mindset about things. So things will work out for him. He just has to keep his head down and uh, ignore the noise and keep playing and keep getting better and coming into work. Uh, let me follow that up really quick with you, Coach. What, what do you say? What would you say to the fans that say, like, what if he's not playing right now? What does he need to work on to, to get more time? I mean, he's a freshman, um, learning a new system, playing at the highest level. Uh, I think a lot of times. You know, it's different. Obviously, it's different time. We have a veteran group. We have guys that have been around. So he's his situation where he's you know he's playing you know with some veterans, and uh, and he has a chance to learn. You know, where sometimes other other people maybe be in a different situation, so they get thrust into it. And uh, but for the most part, people don't understand. You know, this is a high level, and just because what you did in high school. Um, work, you know, a lot of times those things don't work once you get to college. They have to change, you know, the speed of the game. Now you're in a new system. We play a different type of defense. Um, everyone is just as athletic as you are. On top of, you know, uh, time management with a school, uh, going to class. So it's a lot of things that factor into the freshmen making that transition. And, and I think it's more prevalent than I think the average fan gives uh, thinks about all right, Coach, a uh, couple more for you really quick. Uh, Pittsburgh coming up. Maybe you could give us a quick scouting report on them. And you guys, you, you know, you, do you write off the fact that you, you blew them out when they were in the Dome? You forget about that. Obviously, you know, you, you know, from a scouting standpoint, you look at some things that you did well. But for the most part, this is a new game. You know, it's always hard to win on the road, no matter who you play, no matter how you play it at home. 
Um, and uh, that's the approach that you take, a physical team. You know they play hard. They're going to play for 40 minutes. So we just have to be prepared um, and focus on what we have to do. All right, last one for you. Really quick, Coach. Saimir is out, and how much does that affect you guys moving forward? Well, obviously, you know, uh, injuries are a part of it, and this is one of those things where, you know, he, he really, the last, you know, four or five games, started to kind of find his grasp, so I feel for him. But uh, I think he'll be fine moving forward. I know he'll be fine moving forward. We just got to, you know, next man step up. So that'll be more opportunities for some other people. All right, Coach. Good luck down in Pittsburgh. Thanks for your time. Thank you. All right, that's Coach Adrian Autry, brought to you by Apex Entertainment and 110 Grill. I just got, I just got like, gift cards to Apex. I'm going to have to go out and try my hand at bumper bowling or playing Donkey Kong or something like that. I would love to see you uh I haven't, I haven't bowled since I was like 16 and went to rock and bowl at the Fairmount Lanes here in Syracuse. Were you, were you any good? No, no. <laughs> I'm not even athletic enough to be good at bowling. So. I was say, what are you good at? Nothing. Th- this is all I'm good at. This is all I got, and I'm not even good at this. <laughs> we'll take a quick timeout. We come back. We'll wrap up the show with a little buy or sell from Jordan on ESPN Radio Syracuse, Utica, Rome, and QSportsTalk.com.